Often when somebody tells you they can't afford it, it's a cop-out. It's easier than them telling you, hey, I can't see enough value in this to justify paying that amount. I can't see enough value in this to justify paying that amount. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome to Imperfect Action. This is episode 561. Today, I am talking about a challenge that I know many, many business owners come up against, especially when you are selling some kind of digital product, like a course, a group program, a membership, but also when you're selling your services. And that is when somebody tells you, I can't afford it. Now, I do want to differentiate before we jump into the episode, I do want to differentiate the difference between one person saying they can't afford it and multiple, multiple people saying I can't afford it. Like if the majority of people are saying I can't afford it, then this episode is going to be really helpful for you. Before we start the episode, I really want to talk about a couple of things that have been working well in my business lately because I know I don't usually share the smaller wins, the smaller things that are happening uh, in my business on this show. So firstly, I recently started a closed community on Telegram. It's free to join and I found I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, You can find the community at stephtaylor.co slash community. And what I've really been loving about it is it gives me a place where I can share voice notes with my community. I can share a little bit of behind the scenes, the stuff that doesn't make it to social media or the little snippets that are too short to share anywhere on this podcast. That's kind of where I share them now. I chose Telegram because I don't really love Facebook groups and I talked a little bit about this uh, back a couple of episodes ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, on starting a free community. I talked about why I chose Telegram, and I'm actually finding it so easy to manage. I'm loving that I can schedule posts ahead of time, and I'm loving that it's a really easy way to engage my audience even more. I'm finding out what kinds of questions they have so that I can help them more with my free content. Another thing that's been really working well in my business lately is I've been getting very streamlined and disciplined with content creation. I've always loved creating content in my business, podcast episodes. I like writing. I used to love creating Instagram posts, all of that stuff. But I also used to tell myself that I am really good at making it up as I go. I'm really good at winging it when I feel inspired. But I also realized how much better my business performs when I am consistent with my content, when I'm not just posting because I feel inspired, but because 
I'm repurposing what's on the podcast and it has a schedule and it goes out. And last week was really the first week of me being super consistent with content. And I also noticed sales were up last week. Podcast downloads were up like 20%. It's a huge shift just based on me being consistent elsewhere as well as the podcast. Okay, so onto today's episode where I'm talking about why somebody might tell you they can't afford it and how you can fix that if you're starting to get a lot of people saying, hey, I actually can't afford it. How to fix it without lowering your price. Because if you're hearing this a lot, the first temptation might be to think, oh, this is too expensive. I'm too expensive. I should drop my price. I should offer discounts. I should put it on sale. And when you do this, chances are they still won't buy. Those people still won't buy. Because when somebody tells you that they can't afford it, most of the time, it doesn't mean that they actually can't afford it. Sure, in some cases, their financial situation will mean that they don't have the money for it. But often when somebody tells you they can't afford it, it's a cop-out. It's easier than them telling you, hey, I can't see enough value in this to justify paying that amount. I can't see enough value in this to justify paying that amount. We all have our own little ladder of priorities and we spend money on the things that we prioritize. Some people will prioritize spending $50 a week on a gym membership, but they will tell you that your $27 course is too expensive. Other people might wince at the thought of paying $50 a week for a gym membership, but they'll spend $100 a week on Uber Eats. We all have different priorities and We're not here to judge somebody else's priorities or tell them that they are wrong for spending money on their gym membership or Uber Eats, but instead we are here to show them the value in our offer. And hopefully by showing them that value, we encourage them to shuffle their priority ladder a little so that they prioritize spending money on whatever it is that you are selling them. Sales happen at the intersection of the right offer, the right people, the right messaging, and the right time. So you have to be making that right offer to the right people with the right messaging and at the right time for somebody to buy it. And if they are telling you that they can't afford it, chances are that one or more of these things isn't aligned. So let's break that down a little bit more. The first part is the right offer. Let's say your ideal customer wants a product that teaches them how to launch a podcast. And you, on the other hand, are trying to sell them a comprehensive guide that covers every single technical aspect of podcasting. You're making them a podcasting expert, essentially. They will most likely not buy it because it's not actually what they want. And if they do buy it, they're not going to get results because you're taking them on a completely different journey to what they want. They just want to launch a podcast, but you are saying, hey, here's my guide to become an expert in podcasting. Or on the other hand, if you are selling them something they don't need, they're not going to buy it unless you do a lot of work in your marketing, in your messaging, showing them why they need it. There is going to be some overlap between the right offer and the right messaging, the offer being the product or the service you are selling and how it's packaged up. That includes the price, any bonuses, any additional support, any refund policy, guarantee, payment plan options. All of those things make up the offer. 
And sometimes we can tweak the offer without changing that core product. I talked about this three episodes ago in the Ask Steph um, episode where I talked, where I answered the question, how can I get my potential students to see the value in my online program? I talked about it in that episode. If there is one particular reason why people aren't buying, you might be able to add a bonus that addresses this reason. You might be able to add additional support. Or if they are really tight on cash and they really genuinely cannot afford it right now, maybe you can add an extended payment option. These things all change that offer without changing the core product. And they can, those simple changes might take something that is not the right fit for them and turn it into something that is the right fit. Now, on the other hand, you might have the right offer, but the people you are selling it to could be the wrong people. And that brings me to part two of the, the formula, the equation, and that is the right people. If the people you are selling to actually can't afford it, that's a sign that you are selling to the wrong people. You can help people who can't afford to work with you in your free content, but you need to make money to stay in business. Otherwise, you can't help anyone. And that's where selling your services, selling your products, that's where that comes into play. On the other hand, it might be that you are selling an online course to an audience of people who value paying somebody to do it for them. They have the budget for somebody to just do it. They don't want to deal with it. They don't have the time. But these people might not tell you, I can't afford it. They might tell you that they want something different or that it's not the offer for them. Just because they don't want it, that doesn't mean that nobody wants your online course. It simply means that the people you are selling it to don't want that particular offer. They want something else. But there might be somebody else out there who does. No matter how awesome your offer is, the wrong people will not engage with it. And it can be really hard to differentiate whether you have the wrong offer or the wrong people. And that's why I always recommend doing non-buyer surveys. This is something I teach my students to do in Launch Magic. Sending out a non-buyer survey to find out why people didn't buy. And if you can, talking, having those deeper conversations with people who you think are your ideal client or your ideal customer for this offer, they can help you to understand whether it's the wrong offer, whether it's the wrong people. Maybe your messaging needs a bit of tweaking, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But these people can help you to understand where the issue is. Now, I do want to caveat this. There will be one or two people, or maybe even more than that, who answer your surveys who definitely aren't the right people. There was somebody who once told me in a survey that they couldn't believe Launch Magic was the price it was. Like they couldn't understand how I could justify charging what I do for Launch Magic. And they said they would pay maximum $100 for it. That's not my ideal client for Launch Magic. But we are looking at the majority of answers. So what is the majority of your audience saying? What is the majority of your audience thinking? And sometimes it might be that you have the right offer and you have the right people, but they're still telling you they can't afford it. And in that case, maybe you have the wrong messaging. So the third part is the right messaging, because without the right messaging, the right people won't see how your offer is what they need right now. They won't see the value in it. They won't understand why they should prioritize spending money on it. So let me give you some examples of how the same offer might be completely differently positioned with different messaging. I'm going to use the example of my A to Z podcast launch plan. Neither of these examples of messaging is what I actually use, um, but 
or actually no, one of them kind of is, uh, but they are two examples of how you can take the same product and sell it completely differently. So the first version would be launch a podcast to grow your business and make more money. The second version, launch a podcast to build a personal brand and open the door to opportunities in your career. Notice how it's still the same product. It's still the A to Z podcast launch plan, teaching them how to launch a podcast, but I'm positioning it completely differently. I'll give you another example that's not a product of mine. Let's say you have an e- a recipe ebook. You could say, this recipe ebook will save you time cooking meals every night. Or you could say, this recipe ebook will save you money because you're not buying Uber Eats every night. These are really basic examples. I've oversimplified them. But essentially, the product is the same, but different audiences will resonate with different messaging. Or it might be that nobody resonates with a particular messaging. Maybe I'm saying, hey, this podcast launch plan is for you if you hate your voice and you want to start a podcast. And everybody who's seeing it is like, no, Steph, I don't hate my voice. This isn't the product for me. So that is one of the reasons why I believe in launching the same offer over and over again, because each time you launch, you get to test different messaging. And then you can find out if people are saying, oh, no, this isn't the product for me. You can ask them, well, why isn't it the product for you? Oh, well, I don't hate my voice. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Then I know the next time I launch it, I change the messaging. So I'm not talking to people who want to start a podcast, but they're afraid of their voice. I'm talking to the actual problems, the actual challenges, the actual struggles that these people, my ideal client, my ideal customer has. And then I launch it again and again and again. And each time I tweak it and it improves. The fourth part, the last part in that equation is the right time. You can have the perfect combination of everything else. You can have the right offer, the right people, the right messaging. But if it's the wrong time, again, they won't buy. And you might hear something like, oh, I can't afford it right now, which doesn't always mean they can't afford it right now. It means I don't prioritize spending money on it right now. So then it's up to you to show them. Why should they buy it now? Why should they buy it now rather than next week or next month or next year? Limited time launch campaigns where you've got doors open and doors closed, or you're adding a bonus for a limited period of time, or uh, your price is going up. These things can all help. It's not about pressuring somebody into making a decision. It's about saying, hey, look, I'm going to stop you from procrastinating this decision forever. But either way, you need to make a decision. Are you in? Are you not in? And your marketing can help with this. Your marketing can also help to show them why it's essential that they solve this problem now, or it can inspire them to want to solve this problem right now. Now, with most of these things, actually with all four of these things, the offer, the people, the messaging, and the right time, how you market your product, your offer, that can help you to bridge the chasm with these. And when I'm talking about digital products, that's why I always say it's important to allow 90 days, 60 to 90 days at least of lead up before you open doors for a brand new product. Because most of the time, we don't exactly have the right offer, the right people. There's usually going to be a little bit of a gap there between what we know is the right offer for them and what they want, or a gap between who is currently in our audience and who the right people for this offer are. 
So we need to share content that attracts those right people or content that educates the right people on why this is the right offer for them. And this takes time. If they don't know why they need your offer, but you are the expert in your topic and you know why they need that offer, then the role of your marketing, the role of your content is to educate them on why they need it. So when somebody, for example, asks me if I can teach them how to build buzz and hype around their launch, I tell them no. I tell them you can try your hardest to make someone excited about your offer, but if they don't know why they need it, or if they're not the right person for it, they're not going to buy, no matter how excited they are, no matter how much buzz and hype there is about it. And it's also why it doesn't matter whether you have a huge audience or a tiny audience in your launch, because a huge, huge audience of the wrong people will never buy. Whereas a tiny audience of the right people can lead to a super profitable launch. So a couple of action steps from this episode. If you have noticed that you've get quite a few people saying, I can't afford it. I really want you to pause and assess like which one of these four things or which combination of these four things could it be? The offer, the people, the messaging, the time. Do a non-buyer survey. Send a survey to your email list or on your social media audience. Ask them, hey, why haven't you bought this? What's holding you back? Because that will give you a lot more insight that you can get from just sitting there behind your computer screen trying to guess what is going through their minds. All right, that is it for today's episode. Hit the follow button or the plus in Apple Podcasts to subscribe to the show and you'll get every brand new episode released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you have any friends who you know are struggling with this as well, hit the share button, copy the link, and send it over to them. It's how I get to help more people. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. Oh, 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 oh,